0: You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. The Turning Cartwheels Podcast is brought to you by Vopal Arrow Studios and is made possible by listeners like you. Is your host Jesse Kiefer? Hey, everybody! You're listening to the Turning Cartwheels podcast, and I'm back from our mid-season break for this landmark 12th episode. That's right; we are literally a dozen episodes in. So just wait until we get to our 24th episode, and I will officially be a dozen air of podcast episodes. I recently heard somewhere that the average length of an amateur podcast is about six episodes. So <laughs> hey, look at that—we're already double the average. Now, as I mentioned on the last episode that we were going to go on a little break. Now, the little break lasted a little longer than I expected as the summer is when I get involved in the convention circuit, uh, selling my artwork with my good friend Axton. But I'm back, hot off of our experience at Ocomicon, and I'm ready to get back into the rhythm of recording again uh, before the school year starts up. On this episode, I'm going to talk about updating the mission statement of the Turning Cartwheels podcast and a topic that I've been dying to dig into, which is social media. Before I start, though, I need to do my usual shoutouts, and there's a lot of them this episode, so I might not go into too much depth on all of them, but I want to mention them anyhow. Uh, first off, I mentioned my convention table partner and good friend Axton Kaler. Well, most recently, he ended his webcomic, and while you can still find him over at zombieoakscomic.com, he has kind of set up shop over at tankzombiestudios.weebly.com and that's where we've set up some gallery pages. If you click on Axton's gallery, you can see some awesome examples of his work. Now this is the site that Axton and I use to promote our joint efforts. So while you're there, yes, I do have a gallery of my own work set up uh, and you can get there rapidly by using the URL jessekiefer.com. That's j-e-s-s-e-k-i-e-f-e-r.com. Uh, If you follow either of those links, you will find easy navigation from there to Axton's gallery so that you can see more of his work and contact information. Now, I recommend checking out his work because Axton is a prolific creator and is constantly adding diverse and new examples of his work to his online portfolio. This past weekend, I was interviewed briefly by my friends at the Bearded Beacon podcast where they asked me a little bit about my experience at the Ocomicon convention and about the Grawlix podcast, which you might remember is the other EMC podcast that I share regular hosting duties on. Uh, check them out at podcast.beardedbeacon.com or at Beacon on Twitter. It was great to see those gentlemen in person, and we had a great time chatting with them off and on all weekend long. At the top of the podcast, you always hear that the Turning Cartwheels podcast is a proud member of the Electronic Media Collective, and we have had a boom of new shows on the collective lately. Uh, since I last checked in, we've seen the inclusion of Shotgun Wrestling Radio, the Movie Madhouse podcast... The 1980s movie graveyard, the survivalist podcast hosted by our good friend Brandon Lapani, uh, the mockers podcast and books versus movies. I mean, wow, that's, that's incredible growth on the network. And I'm super honored to be among such great shows and such talented podcasters. You can check out all of those at electronicmediacollective.com where you're, you're going to find so many great shows ranging in content from comics, movies, books, pop culture, pro wrestling, tech news, survival tips, and more. In fact, we recently put together a crossover show, uh, which we streamed on Facebook Live, which you can find right now. And it's posted over at uh, Electronic Media Collective, uh, the Facebook page for that, which is facebook.com forward slash Electronic Media Collective. But I, like always, I'll include links to everything in the show notes so that you can peruse all the awesomeness, with impunity at your leisure. Okay, I did warn you that there were a, a lot of shout-outs, but good news, you made it through. So, on with the show. Before we get into the topic today, I just wanted to start with a little mid-season pivot to the show's mission statement. Now, you may have noticed that in the show's open, I removed the original tagline. Now, it has been a little while, so as a reminder, the old tagline was that the Turning Cartwheels podcast is where we have fun at work and work hard at fun. And while that is still true, in the production of this podcast, I noticed that as time went on, this show became less about work and fun and more about my personal observations and finding the tools that I needed to cope with this busy life. And the tools that I refer to are both for managing things from an internal or mental perspective and externally from, you know, basically how I go and do and be. So while the show is going to continue to call back to my work and improving my time spent at work, because that's a huge part of my life and still an area that I'm working to find balance in, but it's, it's just not fair to claim that it's always the true focus of of this show. Also, the goal of the show is still going to be driving towards more positivity and fun. But as ever, like from the beginning, I've always stated that I don't want to sugarcoat everything and that I won't be preaching the power of positivity all the time. So while that's still my hope, it's not the only hope. The hope is... That we can all find the tools that will help us to have a more healthy, balanced life in a world where the odds are often stacked against the very things that we're striving for. So, for listeners that have been with me from the beginning, the segments aren't going to change. Uh, the podcast isn't changing. Just some of the window dressing would change. It's like having your living room all put together the way you like it, but then you find out that the color of the walls doesn't really match the decor So you go to the paint store and you just bring home some swatches and you try some things out. I'm not going to be rearranging the room. I'm just making sure that the walls match what's already there. And I mention it here just to be transparent about the tweaks and changes as they occur. So you know why they're happening and you don't think that it's just me sneaking these things in here hoping that no one will notice that I'm slowly descending into madness. At least, I don't think so. That sound means that we're either going into or coming out of airplane mode. Well, we can't always stay in airplane mode. So this week, I want to start talking about one of the biggest draws on our attention in this new modern reality, and that is social media. Love it or hate it, you really cannot deny that a grand majority of people are on social media in one form or another. As I record, we are in the midst of a presidential election season where a great amount of bitter mudslinging and pandering is happening in real time via Twitter. So that's just one example of how much our modern world is changing and hinges on the use of social media. The presidency of the United States may very well be influenced based on how candidates use their social media. Now, some young people will actually not remember a time when Facebook didn't exist, but it's still a relatively new thing compared to the internet at large. I mean, it wasn't long ago when personal websites and internet forums and and once upon a time chat rooms were the primary focus of people's social time on the internet. That era was followed by or kind of overlapped by the era of blogging, which Slowly morphed into what it was termed microblogging. And now most of this, which all seems to kind of exist in some form still, uh, tends to all fall under the umbrella term of social media or social media presence. And just like everything else, businesses have seen the market potential and they want in. Well, newsflash. They're in. The advent of the smartphone has made the instant personal update commonplace and has even grown to include live video streaming of your life from the palm of your hand as easy as can be. Now, you might think, well, historically, we developed technology that we need. So, you know, like we needed a better way to mass-produce books. We couldn't just have monks hand-copying the Bible all day every day, so we developed the printing press. We needed to get across vast distances. So we developed cars and trains and planes. So social media is just an extension of our need to communicate quickly and easily, right? And if so, you know, like, we're gonna, we're gonna be handling this change fine because, you know, we needed it anyways. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't all happen faster than we could possibly, you know, grasp it, right? I mean, if it were happening too fast or if we didn't need it, I mean, we'd just ignore it. You know, like Betamax or Laserdisc or HD DVDs. If we didn't need it, it would just go away or slip into obscurity. Except, I'd argue that that's not true. Uh, it's grown so much and has encompassed so much of our lives that even folks who would not normally get involved in the world of social media and tech are finding themselves living in a world where they need a social media presence just to function effectively in the workplace or to communicate with their loved ones because no one picks up the phone to call you when they can just say hi via a quick Snapchat video on the go. While we're on the subject, you should really call your mother. Okay. We aren't that far gone that no one uses the phone anymore, but it is getting to be awfully common to see folks use their phones for pretty much everything but calling people. And it's my argument that without any training or education on how to even approach what social media is, what its reach and impact are, and what the implications of your activity could be, uh you could see people accidentally creating a lot of new strife and hardships for themselves without ever intending to. Now you might be asking yourself, Kiefer, how, how are you going to tackle something like social media on your little show that rarely runs longer than an hour? Well, I'm not. That's impossible. Uh, this will be a segment that I'm going to go ahead and return to from time to time because I really think that social media is a thing that we use for both work and for fun, but it can really affect us on both playing fields in a negative way, and in a way that was never really intended. There's a lot of things that we do without thinking about that should raise red flags, and we should stop and look at it. Now, I'm going to put out a disclaimer here. I don't have a degree in sociology or anthropology or even stats. I'm going to approach my breakdowns of social media from a vantage point of, as I see it, editorials. Now, that being said, I'm going to try to remain balanced because here's the thing. I think social media is an awesome tool. I love social media. I just don't know if everyone is ready for it. I'd argue there are some folks who should either avoid social media entirely or should really, really exhibit some real discretion when they use it. And I'll get into some of why I feel that way, even in this first installment. But yeah, I just want to remind everyone that I'm just a podcaster with opinions and you might not agree with me and that's okay because I'm not always going to get things perfectly right. So today I'm going to focus on the reach of social media because I think that a lot of the problems of social media start accidentally when folks forget the potential reach they have online. Each platform is different. So I'm going to start with the most custom and limited reach possible. And that exists within Facebook or the private versions of Instagram and Twitter. And then I'll work up to Tumblr, Twitter, public Facebook posts. Okay, so when you sign up for many of these social media platforms, you get to choose a number of settings. And on Twitter and Instagram, you can decide if your page is public or private. Now, all this means is that your info and updates are not open to everyone all at once. A truly public page is open to the entire Internet. Now, in many cases, that's regardless if someone has a social media account or not. So some will require you to at least set up a free account before you can view other people's posts. But sometimes the public posts will be viewable whether you have an account or not. And in the case of uh, things like Twitter... Not only can they see your comments, but they can even embed your comments into blogs and web posts. Now, this level of public sharing really is a level of openness that bears more exploration, so we'll come back to it briefly later. Um, But first, let's talk about private. Now, what private actually means is that you get to moderate access to your page or feed a little bit. A private Twitter or a private Instagram feed can only be seen by the followers that you allow to have access to it. But once you allow them that access, they get full access. So I'm going to use a lot of metaphors here to kind of give you a better picture of what that access reach is kind of like. Well, this level of access is kind of like a graduation open house or a wedding reception. So in a perfect world, only the people that you would invite would arrive. And it's kind of up to you who will come, but sometimes you're going to invite people just because you work with them or because they asked and you didn't want them to feel bad. So you you let them come anyhow. And for better or worse, there are maybe people there that uh, you like, but maybe you don't know them as well as you think you know them. For the most part, this is probably harmless and really you've curated your list. So this sounds like a pretty safe level to be on on social media. But already at this level, you have a pretty extensive reach. And while the invitation list is much like a wedding reception, the reach is not. I think right off the bat, that is what people forget. This isn't like being at the wedding reception. You know, like when you go to a wedding reception, you probably come in and you sit next to a handful of people and you have a conversation with them. This isn't like that. This is like giving the best man speech at the reception. Yeah, that's what it is. Not everyone will be listening to what you have to say, but every time you post something, they have the potential to hear what you have to say. You are giving the speech at a somewhat selective, but still very public venue. And this is at the most exclusive barrier for entry level. Seriously. So when you get up and give a speech in front of your friends and family or you give a toast at a family dinner, do you usually make inflammatory religious or political remarks? Or do you usually wait until you are in a safer company than all eyes on you? Now I can hear it now. Some of you are probably thinking that I'm being a little hyperbolic about this. But I want you to take a moment to think about what I'm saying. I'll concede some things. First, if you only allow a handful of friends access then, okay, your reach might look more like a nice-sized house party or or dinner party than a wedding reception. Also, because social media is uh, the way it is, it's not exactly like giving a speech, but only because you aren't the only one giving a speech and they aren't very long and not everyone is present all the time. So it's a bit more like you are giving a speech with the potential to reach this whole reception hall, but so is your drunk uncle Francis. And let's face it. Most people are probably going to be rubbernecking at that train wreck uh, that is Uncle Francis, because, well, we only have so much attention to go around. But the point is that you're both up there in front of all of these people. And depending on time and place, you could be heard by an awful lot of people because they aren't always watching. It's kind of like a reception where people don't time their restroom or smoke breaks based on what's going on. So there could be a lot of people listening or everyone could happen to be on break at that moment. But it's posted and it's in writing or a photo, or even a video, and it's stored. So someone later thinks to themselves, you know, at the reception I was really focused on drunk Uncle Francis so much that I forgot to listen to what Jesse was going on about. Well, if they're really curious, they can go right to my page, and there it is for them to look at any time they want to. So, if you make a fool of yourself, it doesn't have to be in real time. It's there for anyone to see... Well, I mean, everyone on your list to see until you take it down, and well, you know, that's if uh, someone else doesn't save it first or screenshot it. But you know, anyone and everyone at the reception has the ability to do this to go back later and say, "Oh, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't look at this." So now, <laughs> yeah, that's my most private option, and it's like a wedding reception. Okay, not necessarily. Where it gets tricky is Facebook. Now, for all of the loose privacy settings that are out there, Facebook actually gives you the most customizable control over what people see of what you post. You can categorize your friends. (laughs) And that's as awesome as it sounds. Yeah, that's right. You can make your own personal list of besties and your own personal blacklist of people that you wouldn't trust under any circumstances. (laughs) That sounds awesome, doesn't it? (laughs) So, I guess if you can traverse the almost too flexible and too specific customization settings of Facebook, you could make sure that you are only posting to a group of your nearest and dearest. But you can literally change that for every single post. So one post, you could reach five of your favorite people or you could reach your entire high school graduating class or the entire Internet, you know, depending on what your settings are. That you've made for that post in that moment. And the next time that you post, you're going to need to remember to make sure that you uh, let the reach fit the audience that you really wanted to reach. Because if you left it at public and you just post, then everybody's going to see it. It's nice to have this level of customization. But for the average person, you know, the one that uh, wasn't born with access to a touchscreen device in their hands when they when they grew up, it might not be the best options or the easiest to navigate. Now, how about the reach of the entire internet? Guys, I don't have a metaphor that works here. The entire internet is nearly unfathomable. When you post with your settings public, it doesn't mean that the entire world is listening, but it's possible that anyone in the world could be. So if you're really mad at how insensitive your significant other was this morning, um you could tell this to a total stranger in Egypt just because well either you didn't care if the whole world knew or you just neglected to check your settings. So the way I'm talking about this is kind of scary and the reason that I'm I'm telling it this way is to impart to you that yeah, when you crab about your husband that won't pick up the laundry or your wife who took too long in the bathroom Maybe five people could read that, or maybe 2,000 strangers who don't know you or your significant other, and they might read that, and that's their first impression of you, and you might genuinely not care that they're reading that, but I've got a feeling that if you were in front of a wedding reception hall of your choosing, you'd likely not use your moments up there at the podium to crab about your kids or how crappy your day is, nor... Would you normally stand around and watch someone else do this? Except for how bizarre that might be, especially since it's actually more like a town hall meeting where people can chime in on your plight with their two cents also in a very public fashion. Remember, you can't see all these people when you key in your responses, but they're there. And regardless, for every two who see it and maybe say something, there's usually like 15 more who read it and either bypass it completely or just kind of shake their head and have a reaction of their own but don't convey it. Yeah, they're judging you. (laughs) Okay, so what What then is the upside to all this connectivity? Well, here's the thing. If you do want people to know something, holy cow, you have a digital podium at your disposal. You can potentially address a full Walmart of people at a time on any given subject, and you never know who is listening and might pass along exactly what you have to say. I've been lucky enough to converse with a number of independent creators whose work I admire greatly because they are super accessible, because they invest in their social media presence and they respond when people reach out. People can share tales of inspiration over vast distances, and we can have debates that expand our thoughts and beliefs in ways that were never possible before. We can see without a shadow of a doubt just how similar and inherently different human beings are From all over the planet. So to sum it up, the reach of social media is something you should give some thought to. Because you might invite your boss to your wedding reception, but you wouldn't complain about your job in front of the whole assembly with him there. Unless you wanted to get fired. But as we know, there are people who do get fired or reprimanded due to their social media presence. It happens all the time, and many companies have specific policies regarding how their employees can represent themselves online, and even more, folks are being vetted via social media before they're even considered for hire for a position. I mean, think about what you are saying and who will hear it, and make sure that you are actually okay with that before you submit it, because once it's out there, Sure, you might be able to delete it or edit it, but that doesn't mean that you can take it back. Is it worth the risk? Yeah, I think so, but that's a decision that you have to make for yourself, and you need to have all the info in order to make that decision. My metaphors aren't perfect, but hopefully they give you a kind of an idea of what your social media reach might approximate. (laughs) Alright folks, thank you for hanging in there through this first segment on social media I have a lot to say about social media, Uh, this is just scratching the surface, but we're going to break it up and revisit this topic you know, over time so that it doesn't turn into months and months of me just ranting about face tweets and snapbooks and speaking of the dangers of social media sites, I have many dangerous social media sites you can peruse you can follow me at jesse Kiefer on the twitters um at Kiefer jesse on the instagrams who it's backwards That's so sneaky and uh <laughs> you can find me on facebook too at facebook.com forward slash cartwheels podcast that's our facebook page hey remember folks that if you're looking forward to future episodes you can really help the show by subscribing to the show on itunes or stitcher and if you enjoy the show you know consider leaving it a review. Uh, if you aren't sure how to do that, uh, you can find links and more information about that on cartwheelspodcast.com forward slash support. Thank you to everyone that supports the show and thank you for listening. Next episode, I want to talk about the recent flooding that uh, I've had to deal with around here and uh, how it kind of puts priorities and our levels of situational awareness into perspective. So look forward to that in about two weeks. I've been your host, Jesse Kiefer. And until next time, have fun or at least work at it. Turning Cartwheels Podcast is produced by Vorpal Aero Studios and is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international license. For this episode's show notes or to hear more, you can visit cartwheelspodcast.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Podcast.